I'm starting. You ready? Yeah. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself. I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Mike Siegel. Mike Siegel, back, Hello. back from the trip with the gorillas. Yep, that was. Uh, he's referring to uh, not the people I traveled with, but the fact that I went and saw gorillas in Uganda. But the people you traveled with too were kind of apes. Yeah, ape-like, sure. <laughs> and what did you tell me before I left? Ape shall not kill ape. That's right. Ape shall not. And, 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 <laughs> and they did not. Very good. What about the people? <laughs> no, we were all safe as well. Actually, I took out about three of them. That's the reason I went. You didn't know that? Are you saying that no ape comes into camp and just, uh, and there's no mass shootings among the apes? <laughs> no. Nope. General Orko doesn't come in? Nope. All right. That should tell you how you know savage we are compared to the yeah. wild animals. The, the animals are civilized. Yeah, humans are a mess. They lay down their territory. They say, "Okay, this is our territory. Don't fuck around in here." <laughs> and then, uh, and then you respect that. Yeah. For an hour a day, we would find them and then uh, hang out with them. It was great. It was really, it was really amazing. I don't even think you can put it in words. It just seems no, it so was, ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm I'm going through uh, videotape that I videotape tape. I have tape. Uh, God, I, I thought you were going to say you're going through ape withdrawal. <laughs> but uh, just going through the footage, that, I mean, there's so much of it. And I'm just going, oh, man, I remember that. I remember that. It was just, yeah, it was pretty. It doesn't really do it justice even, even as cool as it looks. No. It's really amazing just to be around them and just be in their presence. It was really incredible. I mean, it's like watching one of these Marvel movies. I mean, we look at the spectacle, but it's not like being there in front of a green screen like the actors are. Right. <laughs> And if I saw Iron Man right next to me, that would be amazing. It would be crazy. He wouldn't have that suit on at all. He'd just have dots all over his body. <laughs> yeah, and the thing, that glowing chest. <laughs> I'm. Uh, that's an arc reactor, by the way. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, you should. Know. I call it a glowing chest. <laughs> um, I am, am I blowing this out because uh, it sounds like I'm? Am no. I redlining the mic there? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, Hello. One. No, it's sound fine. a little distorted there it's for a fine. second. Maybe that's just my voice. Maybe it's your voice. Both down. I don't know if I was tech. coming in hot. Uh, so I have a, I'm, I'm doing this with Invisalign in. You're doing Invisalign? Mm-hmm. Oh, when did you start that? I had it at the ball game the other night. You I didn't, didn't. You didn't see me grossly taking it out. It's every time invisible I lines. To, every time how I wanted, am I supposed to see it? Every time I wanted to eat a hot dog. I thought I would take it out when I did the podcast, so we'll see how it goes. Okay. Now, when did you started this, how long ago? Uh, it was three weeks yesterday. Top and bottom. I only have a thing on the bottom that I want to have fixed, but they said you have to wear it in the top too because your whole bite will be adjusted. Okay, because I'm I'm looking into this. I know, and your you're going to be my t- oh my bottom teeth are a mess. Let and they're see. getting more crooked all the time. All right, those. I mean, here's the deal. Like you, yeah, you have some crooked teeth down there. Let me see your top teeth. This is the weirdest thing. Yeah, those are nice. The top, yeah. I there's have, only one like on the top that keeps moving farther back. I'm happy with my teeth, except. I have a space on the bottom that I've always had, but as I'm getting older, it's getting more pronounced. And it's also, there's also a space on the other side of that tooth. So I call it hillbilly tooth. <laughs> I don't want to have, I don't want to have one tooth just like floating in amongst all the other teeth. So that's why I have this. I get it. Well, how long do you have to wear it? 
Mm, I think they said until o- end of October. That's it? So like yeah. a few months? Yeah. Okay. You change, well, you, you're you change. not doing big project. No, my, it's not a big I, project. I'd have to leave mine in a long time. Uh, you change them. Well, let me tell you first of all. It's this expensive is, too, isn't it? This is not Invisalign. This is Smile Direct Club. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. You're a thrifty dude. <laughs> I, uh, Invisalign yeah. was going to be six grand. Whoa. That's too much. For that, I just put a chiclet in that space. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let me see what the, let me see what the knockoff Invisalign is. Eighteen hundred. Right. So how do you not save forty two hundred dollars? Well, time will tell if it works as well. Well, that's true. That's well, and and you'll be the judge, and then I can tell you, yeah, do yeah, this. You're don't, my guinea pig on this. Don't one. do Invisalign. Um, so you change it. They send they send you all of them together. And then you just, you pull them out like, what do I want to say? It's like, it's like a roll of tape. You pull one out and you tear it off. And it says like week two. Uh, and then you open them and you and But you how do they know them. your mouth? Did you have to send them a mold? Oh, no, no. Yeah. You go into their office and they took like, I think over like 75,000 pictures of my mouth. They wow. put like a camera Where's that in playing? How can I watch that? That's, <laughs> that would be That's horrible. good stuff. Uh, and then they, yeah, they just take this camera everywhere oh. and then they send it to wherever and they make you all the mold. And there's a, there's a doctor involved in the process of making the, the molds. Okay. But, um, this is and, probably yeah. an off air conversation. No, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. No, cause I, I brought it up because in case my voice sounds weird. Uh, you uh, does it feel weird to talk with it? It did the first, I didn't notice. It did the first, uh, it did the first like f- four days. It certainly did. I didn't know you wore it all day long. I thought it was just like something you sleep in. You or wear just, it. No, you wear it, uh, you only take it out when you eat. They said you should basically have it in 22 hours a day. Wow. Okay. And they tell you to, when you put a new one in, oh, and when you change them to the new one, it is like, it's like, I don't even think this one's going to go in. And then you just have to work it. And then all Ooh. of a sudden it'll just click and you're like, all right. But they tell you to change when you're changing over to the new ones, do it at night. Cause then you're going to have like six, seven, eight hours of just Get used sleeping. To it. It's but just it doesn't hurt. The first, the first ones I put in hurt for like, Couple of days, you just take an Advil. Okay. I mean, whiskey, I mean, whiskey helps. You crunch up some Advil and then you down it with the whiskey. <laughs> it's funny because when you say, "Does it hurt? Was it pain?" I mean, compared to what other things, right? No, yeah. not at all. Braces, I guess, it would be. Yeah, it's nothing. Did Mer- you have braces as a kid? Never did. No. Then me neither. I probably should have now. No. I I'm only saying because it's like mine are like as they're getting more crooked, they're mm-hmm. getting harder to clean. You know, it's harder yeah. to brush them, and then and, and then I'll smile and it'll be like a dark spot. And it looks like um, you know, hillbilly mouth. Gotcha. Yeah, see, the light doesn't catch it. So at the uh, and then at the at the end when it's all done, then you'll have uh, I guess you'll have a pair that you wear at night. Okay. To keep everything like a retainer, like head like head retainer. gear, like uh, yeah, like yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> it'll have it'll have a direct TV dish on it. It's be gigantic. So uh, so yeah. old school, like sixteen candles, headgear. It's easier to do uh, Paul Stanley though, because I have a, a little. It's Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I was going to get Invisalign <laughs> to have my insides fixed. I didn't want to get braces. It's hard as a thing. Yeah, if I had braces, I couldn't think. <laughs> the light would flash off the braces and people would blind themselves. So, um, so, yeah, if my voice sounds weird today. If, not, and, uh, if, you, if you said nothing, nobody would have known. Probably not. Yeah. You we'll didn't we'll know, cut you, all this you, out. You sat a seat away from me for seven hours at a ball game and didn't, didn't notice. No, I was looking at the, uh, I was, we had an earthquake. I'm going to notice your teeth. We did have an earthquake. We sat through an earthquake at a Dodger game. We just laughed at it. And LA just kind of went on. The game didn't stop. 20 seconds. They stopped. They, should I uh, hold the pitch for, oh, yep. And he just went in. He just, yeah. He just went, oh, 
Uh, Fall two. Yeah, look, when, when, if an earthquake is uh, just like that, it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Well, it's a little scary because you don't know where it hit. You know, right. we were like, if that hit in Vegas and we felt it here, right. then Vegas is screwed. Right. Because that was like six point something. I'm saying it's not fun if you're at the epicenter. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I'm saying when it just like that little that little rocking, you're like, okay, the grounds, it's kind of, because everyone's <laughs> yeah. kind of like giggling, uh-oh, oh, no. But yeah, if 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 the building pancakes on top of you, <laughs> not as fun. No, or you're you're uh, driving over a you know an, an underpass and, the, and the, it, it collapses. No, right. Well, apparently it knocked out the air conditioning in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There's no air conditioning in oh, here right now, dude. My wife has a big class tomorrow, like twenty twenty five people, and uh, luckily the landlord's on premises and he's. Hopefully, you're going to get that fixed today. Yeah, and it just happened to be 90. How, what's the temperature outside? It's like 95 degrees. What is it at your house? It's got to be even hotter. It was right? 95 at our house. Oh, man. So, let me see. Let me see what the We might have to change this to uh, your You got AC at your house, right? You it's, 80, it's 84 right here. No way. That's what it says Studio City. Oh. And it says unhealthy air quality. Oh, yeah. That I believe. I totally believe that. I'm glad we're in here. Yeah. Is and it better inside? No. No. <laughs> All right. The air quality is getting worse. <laughs> the more we talk. Have you, when you were over in London, did you think about looking up April Richardson? There's yes. a name you can't say with Invisalign. Yes. Richardson. Richardson. Richard Richardson. Yes, I, did. I, did. Look, I wrote her and um, I will say this, uh, you know, I, you know, I love April. Mm -hmm. I said, I wrote her a, a month before I was going, hey, I'm going to be in town, mm -hmm. have three days free. Yeah. When I meet her, I'm like, I'm staying right in London. You're, I know you're, she's down in Brighton. Yeah. I said I can go down there. I've been to Brighton before. How it's far like, is Brighton from It's like London? a half hour, 45 minutes on the train. Okay. You know, maybe an hour tops. Okay. And, um, but I had a day free or, sure. you know, I'd go down there. You, have the, you been to Brighton Yeah, before? I have. It's, okay. uh, it's, you know, it's by the sea. It's nice. That's where I wrote my beach memoirs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, never heard back from her. Never wow. heard back at all on an it's email. Interesting. Then uh, a week before I was coming in, I was in Italy, and I said, hey, I'm coming in next week again. I wrote her on Instagram because she was posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no response, nothing. Huh. And uh, it wasn't until three days after I got home, she wrote me back, hey, uh, I was in uh, Hawaii and L.A. when oh. you were here. and uh, She was in L.A.? Yeah. So she didn't contact you? She didn't contact me. Didn't even respond to me saying, hey, I won't be in town, but yeah, we'll try mm. to get next time. Well, that's sad. It is. But maybe... It is. maybe I tried. She seems like she's off the grid. I know, but... Like, there's no Facebook, right? There's, there's no... There's Instagram posts, so I thought but Instagram would be a good way to message Yeah. Her. I would just contact her uh, husband, Martin Rossi. Yeah, maybe I'll better luck there. So, no, I did not get to see her. I did, wow. I did get to see friend of the show, Dara. Yes, Dara McGarry. And... Uh, I had a great time. Went to Wimbledon, which was fantastic. And you saw you saw the men's final. I did not see the men's final. What did you see? I saw the first day, so J July first. So I I just got I stood in the queue, bought a ticket for twenty five pounds, which is mm -hmm. like thirty two U S. And I uh, had the run of the grounds. I couldn't go to center court or the first courts one or two, but there's eighteen courts. You could just walk around. It's crazy. And I saw games everywhere. I'll just you know men's and women's singles just playing everywhere. And you could just like reach out and touch them. It was great. Now I've been to Wimbledon proper. Uh, you know, visited the 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 grounds. The grounds. You walked around. Yes, walked around. Did the tour underneath. Oh, okay. Uh, got a mug at the gift shop. <laughs> right. 
But uh, when we were there, when Dara was with Dara, uh, there were no matches going on. No, it was really cool. It's very impressive. If you live in if you live in the north side of Chicago, and you know how you just all of a sudden you're walking, and all of a sudden, boom, there's Wrigley Field. It's kind of what this is like. Yeah, it's just it's in just a neighborhood. Like, it's just a neighborhood, and it's then a tennis just, club in a boom. neighborhood. Yeah, it's a quaint little neighborhood too. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. And when and by the way, you know, uh, a beer at Dodger Stadium. What do we pay? Fourteen fifty for a beer. A beer at Wimbledon, seven fifty. Yeah. Seven fifty. Yeah, that Brexit works. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know what Brexit no, means. No, Dodgers are you know. It's uh, it's yeah. criminal what they. Charge. It is criminal, and it, there's I've there's no beer that's going to be fourteen fifty good. No, not no, at all. No, there's no hot dog. There's no caramel corn. Nothing's yeah. going to be that. A beer and a Dodger dog, twenty two dollars. It was insane, and I got <laughs> I got a I got a beer, a Dodger dog, and, and then I went stupid. I got fries, twenty seven fifty. <laughs> Okay, if you have four kids, kids, oh, forget it, forget it. Twenty-five to park. Yeah, and we we're complaining, and we got in free. We got free tickets. And if I don't have free tickets, I'm not going. Forget it. I'm not going either. If I don't have free tickets. And speaking of Dodger Stadium, who's playing there tomorrow? Uh, Paul McCartney, Sir Sir Paul Paul McCartney, McCartney. and you. We neither of us are going. I can't go to Dodger Stadium. I know it's awful. Yeah, but if somebody gave us free tickets, yes, I'd go. Does someone have them? I don't know. By the time this drops. If you're what 20, I, 25? To see Paul McCartney? Yeah, 50? I guess I would pay $100 to see him. Like if someone we said... We might be able to find something. But I don't think I can go tomorrow. All right. You are you going to go, air wait, are you gonna you go over there? I don't know. I might look. I might take a flyer and look online and see if I can get something. All right, well, okay. Well, if you're going to do that, call me. All right. Because then I can tell Pilar, hey, Mike got tickets. Hey! Hey, Mike got tickets! <laughs> 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 we go on our yeah, end of uh, end of life tour. I just saw that's just uh, Elton John. Elton John. Get, yeah, I told. Uh, but like, uh, but McCartney's not on a retirement tour. No, so he'll be up. He'll play till he dies. I think he will. Yeah, Elton's like very maudlin. Thank you. I'm yeah. leaving. And by the way, Elton's tour two years. It doesn't yeah, end until twenty twenty. Yeah. And that doesn't mean he's not going to do a Vegas run or shows. It just right. means he's not going to world tour anymore. Um. So. Pilar and I went to see Chrissy Hind at the uh, the bowl at the, at the Hollywood Bowl. Got free tickets. We were in a terrace box. Wasn't a garden box like we had. Okay, you sound like a terrorist box. We were in a terrace That's, box. Is that your Invisalign talking? You know what's funny is we were <laughs> we were in the box, and another guy came and got in the box behind us. And then her and I went to get some food. And when we came back, he was gone, but he left his bag there. And I actually called security over. Oh, really? Because I go, hey, th- th- there was a guy here, but he left his bag, and I. Don't, Calling, did they take the bag? They lift it out? No, or? they go, oh, thanks for letting us know. No, and then we sat there with a bomb until he returned. <laughs> How does she sound? She sounds exactly like she always has sounded. Amazing. It is, That's great. It is amazing. Like, it's like, you're not just like, mm, she sounded pretty good. You know, it was like, wow, that is exactly how she sounds. And this is a solo that's not pretenders. No, this was a one-off. Okay. It was with the Hollywood uh, Bowl Orchestra. She has a jazz standards album coming out. Oh. And so she sang, uh, she sang like seven of those with the orchestra and with her band. And then she closed out the first set with, uh, I think, Brass in Pocket. And she came back out. It took an intermission, came back out, did three more jazz standards, and then boom, nine pretender songs to close it out. Sweet. It was Martin great. Chambers? No, because it was a Chrissy Hines solo show. Okay. So, um, but... So I get these free tickets. I get them from the, uh, from the Hollywood Bowl. I get them from the, the orchestra people to, for review. So I thought they'd be pretty good. So, Like our Hall & seats? 
Yeah, but they were, but we were in the garden there. We were one to we were terrace, so they okay. weren't they weren't. So you're right that. above the walkway, like the right. big walkway, right? But in, in a box, it was oh, those great. are nice. It was great. So, um, so I say to Pilar, I go, hey, I just got these free tickets, and it's to uh, it's Chrissy Hine at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, July sixth. There might be fireworks. It's going to be with an orchestra. She's going to play jazz standards. You want to go to that? And and she goes, nah, I'm okay. So then I go, okay, I'm going to call Chip, and I called Chip because we had just talked about going to a show. So I called Chip. And as I'm explaining it to Chip, I was getting into it a lot more <laughs> because I was like, yeah, we're probably going to be in a box. And you, sold be, you sold it. You sold it. I sold it. And then I hang up the phone and I look at Pilar and she goes, well, you didn't tell it to me like that. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, you made it sound like a good, an amazing night. I go, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I, I, I would really like to go to that. I'm like, okay. I go, I go, you have to call Chip. So I called literally two minutes after I told him. And then she said, you know, she wants to, he said, that's cool. Now Chip would have hated this show. Right. Pilar, Pilar loves jazz standards. Oh, and she like and she likes the pretender. She likes Chrissy. Hines. So she, she had a good time. No, she loved it. Oh, that's it great. Perfect. It was a perfect night for us. Oh, nice. So, all right. We got a 17 minutes. You 17 ready? minutes. Of, I didn't come here for Invisalign talk. Yeah. yeah I didn't and, know we were in date and, night and talk. About what a Dodger dog costs. I don't care what 50 year olds do. And when they, when they go on a date, I don't want to hear about your free tickets to oh free tickets to the Dodger game into a concert. Uh, I tuned in for Grant Parker. <laughs> I almost don't want to go anywhere unless it's for free. I anymore. know. <laughs> this is what's crazy about Hollywood. Like we're in Hollywood. Yeah. But you know, we get into free stuff. It, it, the celebrities get into everything free. Everything. And they can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you've been to these gift get, these gift uh uh, David uh, you know, Wilde has gift told, tables at, David at, at awards told me about these. Yeah, the, what they get in their gift bags is ridiculous. And yeah. I did this once. I, I went to a, they have hold gifting houses where you just go. They, they'll rent a house and all the products are there. And then basically they can just walk in and just shop, just pick whatever they want for free. Yeah, load up your bag, give it away. Yeah, AirPods, AirPods, iPads, clothes, shoes, it's jewelry. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They get everything, everything for free. Wow. The, the ones who least need it get, get everything it. for free. Yeah. Yeah. The rich. Tax Capitalism, breaks. man. <laughs> All right. Tax them. Here we go. Graham. Put their head on a stick. If Graham was here, he'd say that. I was going to say if Graham Parker was or here, Elwood. he'd say that. Graham Elwood. A lot of Graham talk. Graham. Yeah. Okay. Graham Parker. Now, did you, did you get into him through my CDs that I left at your house? Yeah, because I, I told you to. Then I bought everything. I mean, I always liked uh, a smattering of the hits. Okay. Well, how did you hear him first? Because the way I got into him was like late '80s, early '90s, through WXRT in Chicago. Used to play him on the playlist, and they were really the only radio station that would play him. He did not get much outside of college radio no. and small watt, you know, independent station. It was uh, it was MTV, definitely. He couldn't. He never broke through on classic rock. No. Even though he it doesn't make sense, so should have. And he sounds, it's not like he, he sounds like Elvis Costello, kind of. Well, there's no way to go through an overview of his career without coming back to the fact that like, I don't know why this didn't sell. It just didn't it's, take off. He, like the timing couldn't have been worse in terms of like uh, the world was ready for one angry young Brit with glasses, and it was Elvis Costello. Yeah, and they came out right around the same time. Yeah, it's, 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 and, and uh, both produced by Nick, Nick Lowe. Lowe. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I guess we call it pub rock. Do we call it pub rock? Well, with him, it was pub rock. And then Elvis kind of got put into like almost punk and then new wave. Yeah. So I don't know if that helped him. I mean, Elvis had great songs too. Yeah. But then Elvis... After, and Joe Jackson got put in there yeah. too as well. And But both Joe Jackson and Elvis, they would change their styles up then. Yeah. But Graham just does what he does, but it's great. He's a great singer-songwriter. He just never had that one hit. Even Nick Lowe had uh, Cruel to Be Kind. Yeah. You know, he just needed that one, and he just never I mean, hit. the play-out song is the one... The play-out I'll just... It's local girls. Okay. Because you didn't pick it. I didn't pick it, but... And I, and I thought, well, if he doesn't pick it, then that'll be the Was that his highest... Charting one, I don't think I had uh, a couple that. Let me look. Maybe. Let me see if we even have. If they, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Here I thought maybe go. my number seven or nine. Yeah, even when, were, when your Wikipedia page isn't that, you know. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. But you look at any kind of biography of him, any kind of. Uh, there's a documentary I saw on YouTube about no, him. Local and, girls didn't even. I mean, it says Hold Back the Night went to 58, and it says Wake Up Next to You went to 39. Okay. I brought those in. So you had uh, one one top forty hit. Thirty nine, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and but and also reading like Rolling Stone because uh, well we'll get to, we'll get to all this, but they had one album, one album for sure always gets in the top you know five hundred rock albums of all time and, and squeezing like, out sparks. Yeah, yeah, and okay. so it's just it is what it is. But uh, he's great it's and a we tough saw, business man. I only it's saw him tough. once. I saw him with you. Yeah, we saw him at the Roxy. That's it was, right. It was a show to promote uh, This Is 40. This Is 40. The Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, where he kind of makes fun of his own career. Yeah, because he's in it. Yeah. David Wilde's in the movie too, I think. Oh, is he? I think he is. Because I think that was before we knew David. Well, Judd Apatow is obviously a big fan, and he was writing this movie and thinking, okay, we need an old guy who we can't sell records. You know, the guy plays... Right. Plays a, uh, a record executive and he's, he banks. So he then basically he, mortgages his house to he, he, banks it all on Graham Parker yeah. just because he's a fan. Judd came over and looked through my record collection and said, "Oh, any of these guys would work." But, right. <laughs> so yeah, I really yeah, I got into Graham Parker because of you. Oh well, you're yeah. welcome. Well, and you liked it. I love it. Yeah. And let's see, let's see if we can get people into okay. Graham Parker. So the first album's 1976, Graham Parker and the Rumor. Howlin' Wind with Brinsley Schwartz on uh, guitar. Nick Lowe on producing. Mm-hmm. All songs written by Graham Parker. Yep. And I'm going to let you start. What do you got for me? Okay, I, have the, uh, I think this is the lead track, and so this will be the first uh, song he did on uh, his first album. This is White Honey. So the way I would sell, like, especially we'll, we're going to go into the first few albums, like the first three or four albums, if you're into like 70s Bruce Springsteen, you can see the similarities right there. It's sure. an easy crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're a Bruce fan to just go into, I would say any of these 70s albums. Yep. I bet Bruce is a big fan. Yeah, and he is. And yeah. we'll get to that a little later. All right. Now, my song off of Howlin' Wind is Between You and Me. And this first album is great. It's great. Up, up Top to bottom. All I knew are the lights in the harbor. All I 
That's all that's left between you and me. Oh yeah. Say that's all that's left between you and me. Oh, you went on a deeper cut. Because yeah. there's a lot more rocking stuff on there. Yeah, there is. But I wanted to get, I, I, I didn't want everything to sound the same either. You know what I mean? Right. I think Don't Ask Me Questions is a song that, uh, is that I don't know if that's on that first one. Is it? Uh, um, but that's kind of a song that he's always kind of known for Yeah, as that well. closes it out. Yeah. But right. uh, it's a great debut album. Yeah, it is a great debut album. That's, uh, that's White Honey. And uh, I think before we go to that, no, no, no. We're going to the next one. Never mind what I was going to say. Uh, next that was 76. And this also came out, in, the second album came out in 76 as well. Yep. That, Two albums in a year, back when they did that. This is produced by Mutt Lang. Is it? Yes. That I didn't know. How crazy is that? <laughs> I mean, except for one track. One okay. track, track seven, which is Backdoor Love. We know what that's about. Hey. That was produced by Nick Lowe. Okay. So yeah, uh, Robert John Mutt Mutt Lang. Lang. Who produced ACDC and Def Leppard and Shania Twain and so two of the two of the best producers out of the gate. Yeah, are, are working on his first two albums. And so. this preceded uh, Elvis Costello's debut a year. Yeah, and preceded I think two of, albums. Yeah, and Elvis Joe Jackson's Co- yeah. like by two years. Yeah, there's also a, a song on Heat Treatment called Black Honey. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there? Equal opportunity, honey. Yeah, exactly. So what do you got for us? Uh, I brought in a song where um, I usually listen to the live version of this that's on a later album mm-hmm. that uh, he played solo, but um, this is the actual original of it, and this is called Hotel Chambermaid. And Rod Stewart does an excellent uh, cover of this. Does he? He really okay. does. Here we go. I'm not surprised at it. That's, that's got Bruce all over it. Oh, sure. I mean, well, I was surprised going through all these and going through his career, and when you see how many good songs he has, that more people haven't covered them. Yeah, You know I what agree. I mean? Well, here, I'm going to play a little bit of this Rod Stewart. Now, I'm playing it from iTunes, so I don't know okay. where it's going to drop us in, but let's find out. I never heard this. They're talking about banging around with the hotel chambermaid. (laughs) Because that's what you can do when you're a rock star. Yeah, the Black Crows could have done something with that, you know? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Any any rock band could have. Great White. Great White could have knocked that out of the park. Eh, They're too busy making... uh, making Fire? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Sorry, Jack White. That's nice. Jack White? No. No, Jack Jack White is from the. Um, I know. What was the uh, 
Um, Guest of this show? Oh, Jack Russell. Jack Russell. Jeez, <laughs> caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I went with the uh, title track. Uh, it's called Heat Treatment. This is a good one. I mean, that's E Street Band stuff yeah, right totally. there. Totally, with the horns and everything. Wow. Yeah. So Bruce, Bruce has always been a fan. Too. Yeah, for sure. I want to, uh, I want to read the text that we just, you and I both got a text. We play poker once a month, usually on a Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And this, this is this, an odd Friday. Yeah. Booking. This month it's on a Friday and, uh, we play it at Chip Chinnery's house and, uh, Chip sent us a group text that says no earlier than seven 30, please. I am taking a nap after my long day of travel. How old are we? <laughs> my God. He needs a nap. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Is it guys? Is it unbelievable? Guys, guys, please. I'll play, but I need to get catch some Z's. And by the way, his long way of travel. Where was he coming from? Like Northern California. He came from like the Bay Area. That's an hour flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. It's drive. a one-hour flight. He didn't drive I just flew home. from Africa for God's sake. And you went to the Dodger game. Yes, you were wiped out. I though. was tired. You fell asleep in the by car the, on the way home. By the seventh inning, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I was praying for another earthquake. There was no stretch. No. <laughs> All right. Before we jump to the third album, he re- he released this thing. I don't know if it was an EP or if it was a single called "The Pink Parker." Um, Let me see what it is. It's an EP. It's a live. It's a live thing, isn't it? I don't think it's this track. I don't think's live. But this is a this is a song called uh, "Hold Back the Night." Do you know this song? That's on a that's on another album. I think this is a compilation or live or something. It says EP. I'm gonna play it anyway. Again, I can't unhear Bruce Springsteen. I know. It's kind of crazy. Double check that because I believe that's on one of the first two albums. It, uh, let me check. I'll check it. I'm not afraid to check it. Check it before you wreck it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... Okay, it, let me see. It's an EP. Yeah. The Pink Parker is an EP. Hold Back the Night is not on the first album. And is it on Heat Treatment? It is not on Heat Treatment. And then the third album from 77 is called Stick to Me. And it's not on that either. So I think it's just on this okay. EP. Maybe that was a, something to sell. Right. And by the way, the, there's no way to talk about his career without talking about battles with no, labels. I mean, he, he's gotten... So the first three, we'll get to it first in a bit. First three so. Vertigo, Mercury. Mercury. And, uh, and the next one was Stick to Me. Stick to Me, produced by Nick Lowe, top yeah, to bottom. 77. So now you got to look at the, uh, the context as well that, okay, so punk is like breaking out now mm-hmm. in England. Yeah. And so this is kind of like, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's uncool. Is it or passe? Is it, well, I don't know. 
It's for the, I don't know, it's for the rockers who didn't like punk, punk I guess. But Does it's punk? really mainline. But this, very, this is very accessible to U.S. ears, though, mm-hmm. and it still didn't I know. transfer. I, who, I don't know if his looks he? hurt him. I think his looks hurt him as well. well I mean, he's they, not a cool-looking guy, and he's not a good-looking guy. Elvis Costello and Joe Jackson aren't cool-looking. Yeah, but Elvis had that, maybe he had a much cooler name, and he's a... Easier to remember name Elvis Costello, and he had a, and he had like the, he had a look. You know, Elvis had a look. It was almost hipster yeah. kind of like Graham Parker. I don't. He was never on Saturday Night Live. You never saw him. And that you got to look at management. And again, yeah. maybe his beefs with the label are legit. That he he never got on those things. Yeah, they, and Elvis got thrown off it. Yeah, they kind of got he kind of they fucked up with promoting. They this did. Guy. They did. And so you can understand his bitterness, I guess. Does but, he have any money? You think like does he? Where, well, I he saw live? this documentary. He, he's been living in upstate New York for a long time, like he, uh, right around Woodstock, I think, around there. And he still tours, but a lot of times he does it solo. Yeah. You know, just him and a guitar be, to keep his overhead down. But I wonder. I mean, like, is, is he? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I don't know if these guys. He did get married, and he, had, he has uh, at least one daughter, I believe. Okay. And so what, he, a lot of his stuff in the 90s, what mm-hmm. we'll get to, is, is a lot of it's about family. And, yeah. And, and we're, only going in, we're only doing 70s, 80s, and 90s, because there's yeah. so much. Because after, after about, we're going to about 96, I think, yeah. was his last album. And then after that, it's a lot of like self-produced, and it's tons of live yeah. stuff, and it's just kind of rehashing. And yeah, but this is really... The, him and a guitar in his basement. But all this much. stuff is really the Elvis Costello, the I'm um, sorry, the Graham Parker sound. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you're in, introducing yourself to him, uh, there's a later one we'll get to. But I mean, the '70s stuff is a really good way to get in. And have we hit your favorite album yet? Uh, well, the first favorite? is one of my favorite albums, okay. and then we're going to get to the. No, we haven't. All right. Me neither. My, mine is coming up. Okay. In a while. Where are we at? To '77. We're stick, stick to me. To me, produced by Nick Lowe. And what's your song? Uh, this is Thunder and Rain. You got to think when so uh, Born to Run came out seventy five, Thunder Road and Thunder and Rain. Yeah, <laughs> and so, but the sound is so similar, and you can almost you can almost picture like Joe Jackson singing that too. I think their cadence and the way they speak or something yep. and sing is very similar. And again, these are still uh, credited to Graham Parker and the Rumor. The Rumor that doesn't really flow off your tongue. The Rumor. Yeah, Elvis Costello and the Attractions. That's not. I think the rumor it should be plural. It should be Elvis. It should be Graham Parker and the rumors. Well, maybe we didn't like it because it was spelled with a U, UK style. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The, <laughs> the USA rejected it. The 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 attractions indicates that it's the band. So and there's there's more than one person in the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I think you're kind of splitting hairs here. I think this is I the think reason. You're nitpicking. I think that's this the, the reason. reason it didn't yep, take. Okay. This is the reason. <laughs> Uh, okay, I love this song. This song was actually on that uh, This Is 40 soundtrack. Oh, which one is this? This is uh, Watch the Moon Come Down. Oh, this is a great song. I actually thought I it was... I played this on this show before. Well, I'm sure you have. 
doesn't never stopped us. I think maybe it was a moon song or sun and moon or something. Yeah. Carrie Scott will let us know. She keeps the <laughs> rock solid database going. This dirty town, there's nothing going for me. No shows going down that I would want to see. Nothing but the midnight train in this shady street on a top floor flat. Women take their sheets down to the laundromat, and as the night falls on this town. I'm going to watch the moon come down. I love the imagery. Yeah. I love songs where you can see exactly what's happening. And he's a great lyric writer, too. I some, yeah. some of my favorite lyrics are coming up. And uh, yeah, he's a great writer. Yeah. And so now by this point, I don't know. Bring, did, okay, so that's two songs from... So that this is the end of his uh, Mercury contract. Yes. And he's begging to get out of it because he can't figure out why... Yep. And now he's watching Elvis Costello yeah. get some traction and get on TV. And he's like, what the hell? He, he can't break through America. And, and from what I'm hearing, because uh, he's a great live performer. And back then, he was really kind of high energy all over the stage. And the band was really great and on, in a live setting. And they would come here and have to open for, you know, get booed right. by, by people, be the opening act for somebody. He's like, we're dying here. We can't, and we can't get on the radio. He'd go to the record store and the, there was, the records weren't in the store. It was like Spinal Tap stuff. Why didn't, why didn't they pair up like artists together? Like, why, why would they be like, yeah, 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 you know, Graham Parker, you're going to open for Kiss. That doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, yeah. Or is it just like, well, we don't, we don't want to diminish from the headliner if we have two guys that are similar. I don't know how right. it works. Well, I think he, he was touring like college towns. You know, that's where they would kind of put him in because mm-hmm. that's where he was getting on the radio. And finally, just like, I can't, I'm not selling records in these college towns. It's like, we got to break big. When am I playing New York? You know, my brother told me he, he was, uh, he went to Clarion uh, College his freshman year. It's uh, upstate Pennsylvania. Is that, I think is that I played thing? it. You probably did. It's small enough that I think yeah. I probably played it. So um, this was 1976, and it was Friday night, and uh, Billy Joel is playing, <laughs> it, and and he goes, it was five bucks. Yeah. None of us knew who he was, <laughs> and none of us went. He goes, the next year, we all, we were like, that's the guy that was here last year. <laughs> right. The stranger comes out the next, I mean, at that point, he has four or five albums. Yeah, absolutely. And Piano Man's out. I mean, Captain Jack, you had to know those songs. But uh, but did Piano Man kind of hit later in his life, uh, in his career? I believe that it did. Like it, yes, it hit like three years after it came yeah. out or something like that. Yeah, it got some FM radio. Play. Yeah. All right. We're on Arista Records, produced by Jack Nitschke, but I can't find out. Nietzsche? 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 Yeah. Nitschke? So C-H- there's a gap C-H-E? there. So this is 79, I think. And this is Squeezing Out Sparks, right? So this is his new label. He's got a lot to prove. And this, I, this might be the most popular. If he has, a, if he has like a popular yeah, album, if people consider like his greatest album, this is the one that's always, and this yeah. is the one that always makes the top, you know, one hundred or five hundred greatest rock albums. But it's of all no time. better than anything that we just played, in my no, opinion. No, and also this is this is the first I ever heard of him because reading one of those lists, I was like, who is this yep. guy? Because it was always name check this album, yep. but top to bottom, it's great. 
So I would say it's a great starter for people if they want to, if you don't just get a compilation. Rhino did a great two disc compilation. Yeah. And that's that's the one I gave you, which is a great starter too. So um, I brought in, which one I bring? Oh, uh, Discovering Japan. This is one of the bigger songs on there. Cool song. It's a great song, and and again, these songs are you know written uh, written by uh, Graham Parker. Yep. No, I don't see many collaborations here. And he also had the biggest fu ever to a record company on that song, Mercury Poisoning, which I played on this show before. <laughs> yes. so, I've got a dinosaur for a representative. It's got a small brain and refuses to learn. That's one of my favorite, favorite. Ooh, that's burning a bridge. Right on the head. Nails it. (laughs) Uh, From Squeezing Out Sparks, 1979, I went with uh, You Can't Be Too Strong. Oh, you know what this is about. I don't. What's it about? Well, here, play it. Just a mistake. I'm going to start it over. It's just a mistake. I won't have to face Don't give it a name Don't give it a place Don't give it a chance It's lucky in a way It must have felt strange To find me inside you I had unintended to stay If you want to keep it right, put it to sleep at night, squeeze it until it could say you can't be too strong. You can't be too strong. What am I missing? That is a uh, uh, about abortion. Oh, boy. Yeah, you picked the biggest downer on the whole album. I like it, though. (laughs) It's very... I like it. I had, That's in my treadmill tunes. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> We're playing more of the mellow one. There's kind of a rock... Uh, there's so many rocking songs on there. Oh, we'll get to some rocking. Okay. Uh, the playouts from this album. All right. Okay, we're moving on to 1980, the up escalator. So anyway, this one... Anyway, but any squeezing out sparks, it got tons of critical praise. Yeah. And it still didn't Nothing. break it. He's like, God damn it. What do I, I got to... I know. When do you give up? <laughs> You don't. I mean, he's so. But this time, he's about to turn thirty, and in, thirty too old. To yeah, be a so he was born in 1950. So now he goes, and you think the genius pairing for his next album? Okay, we're gonna pair you with Jimmy Iovine. Iovine. Jimmy Iovine. Yep. Bruce's producer. It seems yeah. like a okay. Now we're gonna put you with Bruce's producer. Yeah. And um, so they did an album, The Up Escalator. And it still didn't <laughs> break him through. It's crazy. And it's got great songs on it, too. Jimmy Iovine has produced Stevie Nicks, U2, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bob Seger. And also a lot of people's reviews of this, though, online, they say they, the production is kind of muddy. They think he took like kind of like the bite out of the band, hmm. which I don't, I don't see, but well, this is the last people this, thought of that. This is the last one that's, uh, for a while, that's credited to the rumor. Yeah, and then after this, he he jettisons the band. Yeah, because he's like, I can't make any money like, with yeah, that. <laughs> right. We have uh, Springsteen's on this uh, album. Yep. This is Danny Federici, Rock and Peace, Danny Federici. Mm-hmm. Uh, Federici plays uh, organ. 
What song did you pick? Is I one? picked uh, number five, the Stupefaction. So this is... Is that, uh, a word? is that a word he made up? I think it is. Here we go. The sun is burning. It never changes. The people look up with nothing in their eyeballs. They stare at billboards as if for guidance. There's something wrong here. I can't put my finger on. Same thing, same way. Everyday stupefaction. Oh, yeah. Drive out in sunset. Oh yeah, this I like this lyric. I can't see the point, but I see the attraction. I love I love that. I love that too. And I don't I don't know if the I don't I don't hate the production on that. I know. I don't people want to find something to bitch about, but Yeah, the production's what hurt them, guys. Yeah. <laughs> But I brought two from here just because I brought the one with Bruce Sings on it. Oh, did you? Oh, yes, you did. Okay, let's hear that. Endless Night. Endless Night. You can hear Bruce in the background. Yeah, let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm going to do a little uh, background vocal. How many times? Uh, probably four. See, that could have been on the river. Yes. I'm surprised <laughs> Bruce didn't like uh, write a song for him or I'm surprised Bruce never produced him or something. I know. I guess this is as close as it was. Yeah, Jimmy Ivey, and you got yeah. him. All right, I took a song, I picked uh, No Holding Back. Oh, that's a good one. Someone call me from across the ocean To find a weak link in my devotion They can shoot hot knives down the line I just slam it down every time I got the telephone jammed in my ear They're still talking but I don't hear I don't defend when my heart starts to attack We can face the danger So this album went to number 11 in Australia, so maybe he goes and tours down there. <laughs> I'm sure he did. All right, you're going to go feed the meter? I got to feed the... No, I got to go move it out of permit parking. You should be able to park in back now. Okay. All right, moving on, the next album, it's just credited to Gray... Gray <laughs> Graham Parker, Another Gray Area. Mm-hmm. And this one I thought like he got like, he got like a big hit off of, but like when we say a big hit... For him. It's like not a hit. It's like an FM hit or it's like a, an MTV staple for I don't a remember while. It. Was it on MTV? I don't even know if it was. That's where I think I saw it and heard it. Really? Yeah. Okay. The song that I'm talking about, which you have. You want to introduce it? Yes. This is uh, one of my favorite songs of his. This is Temporary Beauty. You have to do your best to come up to par. Come straight out the production line like a car.
This one's very hard to find on CD. Someone sent me a copy of this uh, quite a while ago. Another gray area? Yes. So uh, that's, and you can hear that the, the, the doesn't sound great. It sounded a little right. muddy. So that's if, off a compilation. Well, I took it off. I took it off of what I had in my iTunes. Oh, okay. So if anyone, if anyone has this album on CD and wants to we transfer it to me, that would be great. That doesn't sound, why wouldn't it be out? I mean, it was still. It's just hard to find. It's hard to get. It's like out of print. Like it's. Like no reissue label has that, to my knowledge, has picked this one up. So, and Mike, they don't pick it up because they don't sell. They I know. Sell I, th- the first I, th- time I think by out. this time, was this uh, on a different label? This was like I think he's by this time on like on his third or fourth label. Uh, it says U.S. and Canada. He's still on Arista, and this is uh, co-produced by Graham Parker and Jack Douglas. Yeah. Here comes someone. Hold on. Hello. Sorry. Hi. Hi. Come on in. So we, uh, so we stopped down for a second there. Jonathan came in, the air conditioning guy. Yeah, let's hope he uh, knows his business. Yeah, he better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get... Uh, I'm me losing get... weight sitting here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that'd be great. How do we lose weight podcasting? Just sweat it out. We're just drinking water. We're not eating candy or drinking nope. beers. I was going to have a coffee and then forget it. Out. On poker day, do you like kind of refrain during From the day? From eating crap? Yeah. I, try, I think about it because we know how much crap we're going to eat later on. So much crap. I know, and I had a burrito for lunch, and I'm thinking, oh, I should have thought of that I through. had a sandwich on that ciabatta bread. <laughs> so, Carbon it up. Mike Schmidt will bring, what he'll do is he'll come. Dude, I brought a wedding cake. <laughs> no, but his new thing is to, to find chips that are like a crazy flavor or like M&Ms that are a crazy flavor, and then he just like, he won't let us see what it is, and he empties it into a bowl. This is not like a serious game of poker, no. people. It's actually, we call it playing cards. What was the last uh, chips he brought? It was a uh, Old Bay seasoning. It was like crab flavored. Yeah, and, Bos- and Baltimore crab flavored. Who and Chip? Who did Chip guess? Did, did you guess potatoes? Uh, no. Chip, no, Chip said no. it's potatoes, right? It's like it's, they, like, it's all potatoes. Chip. Yeah, it's a, it's a potato, <laughs> it's a potato chip. chip. You dummy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, another gray area, co-produced by. Jack Douglas. Okay, I That's played Temporary Beauty. And I'm going to play... Which, can't... the closest thing he passed to a hit in yeah. the 30-something? What did it get to? Now, let me think. Where did it get to? Let me look up the singles. Hold on. And this is 82. So if uh, if you're saying there's a video, there's I'm a, believing you, sure but I don't, a, I don't remember. That got to number me. 50 in the UK and didn't chart anywhere oh, else. Oh, Jesus. Really? Didn't, yeah. Nothing in the US? No, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Ridiculous. Poor guy. Uh, my song is Can't Waste a Minute. Yeah, and now I think this is this is another guy where MTV comes in and it hurts a guy like him. He is not a video person, just like Joe Jackson is not a video guy. But even Joe got a couple on there. But he's good videos. But he didn't really feature, and he had like three videos. I mean, is Elton John a video guy? 
If you no, really but he was already established. He was always a mega yeah, superstar he's a mega, before. Su- mega super, mm, mega superstar. Invisalign. Yeah. But I'm saying like a lot of rock, you know, a lot of rockers aren't great looking. I know, but Rod Stewart was a guy who really embraced. Well, Rod Stewart's great. He, en- <laughs> he embraced video. And he's, you know, he's cool looking Rob Stewart. He's, I mean, he's a front man. I, I gotta be honest. He's still cool looking for his he age. Is. That hair is still rocking. And Graham was never cool looking. No. And that, right. that hurt him. That hurt him, I think. Yeah. Especially as the 80s roll around and, you know, just like his kind of crowd didn't care about MTV, probably fought MTV, Yeah, you know, for a while. Like the Bruce crowd, they're like, I remember when Dancing in the Dark came out, Bruce is going to make a video? He's <laughs> selling out, man. It's a terrible video. Yeah. <laughs> He's dancing. It's so bad. He's lifting weights. <laughs> pulls Courtney Cox out of the, th- yeah. His hair looks bad in that video. It's just kind of like parted on the side. It just doesn't look like... And yet his biggest album yeah. ever. Yep. Yeah. He made tons of it. He made like six videos for that. Mm-hmm. Glory Days is a good video. Oh, he's throwing a baseball. Yeah. Hey, want to play catch? Then that one, I'm on fire when it has like the little acting part at the beginning. I don't remember and that. And the woman drops the keys off and he holds out his hand. For, I, look at this video. Bruce's <laughs> hand, when, he's, when she's handing the keys to him, it's like his hand is so stiff. It's like, it just, it doesn't look <laughs> his like. His hand's you, a bad actor. Yes. His hand is not a good actor. Uh, we're moving on to The Real Macaw. The Real Macaw this, is the next album. This is the first album that I look. I, I don't go back to really that much. And I don't know. No, I think they, they started to slip in some 80s production. You know, there's a little bit of synth, I think. And it's just... It's so funny, David Kirschenbaum produced this. He produced the first two Joe Jackson albums. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it just seems a little slicker and... Um, because he doesn't have the rumor with him no. at this point. He's still using has, mostly he, studio guys. He has Brinsley Schwartz there. Yeah, he'll come back every once He's in a while. He's still writing all the songs himself. Yeah. Okay, what do you got for us? Um, this is You Can't Take Love for Granted. This was like, this was a single. Yeah. His best songs can't get any respect. No, no this is more jazzy kind of thing. Here we go. Yeah. See, I'm going to pull Something this. about the drum sound. It sounded very 80s to me. I don't know. I'm going to listen Almost to like this Phil one this Collins week. was hitting it. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this one this week now because right. you said that. Because I haven't listened to this for a long, well, a long time. Okay. My song from The Real Macaw. And it's got a macaw on the front yeah. with a pair of sunglasses on its head. That's crazy. Yeah, I like that album cover. I remember it's a little Buffett-like. When this came out, I thought this, <laughs> this had some good reviews. Maybe I'm wrong. You could be right. Mm, who knows? I don't know. I wasn't as jazzed about it. Here we go. Just like a man from The Real Macaw.
like a man. I like it. Jazzy? Not jazzy, but Not you know jazzy. what I mean. Yeah. Rocking? Yeah. All right. Moving on to steady. U.S. didn't want anything to do with them. Nothing. What, what label are we on for that? Still Arista. They're still hanging in there. They're still hanging in. I think this is the last one with them. All right. We're going to move on to Steady Nerves. Yeah, this is, a, this is Electra Records gives them a shot. Electra. Okay. <laughs> and William Whitman produces this. I think he worked with the Hooters and Cyndi Lauper. That's and, very uh, 80s. And Scandal, maybe. Ooh, yeah. So, uh, This is yeah. up its time. Definitely. So this is 85, smack dab in the middle of the 80s. But there's you got a- Hall & Oates kicking ass everywhere on yep. MTV. Hair metal. Where are we going to fit in? But there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a, I mean, I say it's a big song, but it's not a big song. But I mean, the song you're going to play is like, was a real, I thought, popular. It, what did this do in the U.S. charts? This is Wake Up. 39. This is 30, only this is top 40. This is a 39, just barely top 40, just but it barely. made it. So Casey Kasem might like have played for this? one week. <laughs> Casey Kasem. He did. He had to have, yeah. Ad going out to, here's a guy I've never heard of. I've never heard of. <laughs> Can't get any traction here in America. I mean, Zoinks! Casey might have thought this. <laughs> Casey probably thought this was his first album. Yeah. yeah. Here's a young kid coming out of <laughs> England. <laughs> this, is, this is to Graham Parker and The Shot. Yeah, that's he, that's what the he had band a new band. He, he put this. a little new band together, The Shot, and Brinsley Schwartz is still in there. Yeah, really? I think it's one of those uh, songs. Maybe one of like it's very. It's got a kind of a Motown thing to it. He was always very Motown influenced. He loved all those guys and soul singers, and he does a great cover of uh, "I Want You Back" by the Jackson Five yeah, on his good live cover, albums yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. so what is it? Introduce it. This is "I Want You Back." Uh, no, this is a uh, "Wake Up" next to you. All right, let's hear it, Mike. Those oo-oo's in yeah. there and that little keyboard flourish. You could almost hear like Crowded House doing that in the 80s. Yeah, and they, you know? would, have, they would have had a top 10 hit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, here we go. From Steady Nerves, I chose Mighty Rivers. Like, when I go to a, a UCD store, like, I don't find um, a bunch of his albums in there. If they are, they're like the... Well, they have to sell first to return them. The more, I know. They're, they're like the more <laughs> recent ones. The, like, the old yeah. stuff, it's difficult to find. People like them and hang on to them, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I think I got a lot of this stuff on eBay and wasn't cheap when I bought it. But oh, really? I consider it an investment. 
So, in what? Well, I mean, if there's something that's uh, out of print or hard to find and you pay X amount for it, if people are still looking for it and no one has re-released it yet. What do you think the most valuable find you have? What did you, what did you find that's, well, if I you were going to resell it? I can tell you what it was. Okay. Uh, you you sold it story. already. Yeah, I've, yeah, many years ago when eBay just started. Okay. Uh, John Waite's third solo album called Mask of Smiles. It was um, released on CD, but then really hard to find. Like really, really, really hard to find. And I sold it on eBay for $350. <laughs> Where did you get it? I bought it when it came out. Oh, okay. I, I was living in Chicago and I, I went. That's a nice to, return. Yeah, yeah. And see, um, at the time, Paul Gilmartin was able to, he was able to make a copy of a CD. Like he had, Paul, you know, Paul always was on the, like he had yeah. the technology before we could, but he told me, he goes, I can make copies of CDs. I, so he made a copy of it for me. And then, and then I like made color copy of the, the, uh, the liner notes and stuff. And I just put it together and I kept that copy and then sold the original. Okay. But I mean, now anyone can make it. Right. And si- so listen, <laughs> so, so this is, this is a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this album was re-released on CD eventually. And the first time it was re-released in the liner notes, it talks about one selling on eBay for upwards of $300. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> So, um, did you tell him, did you tell him that, uh, story when uh, John Waite story, when he was in here? I, I did not tell him that. I didn't know <laughs> if he would, Hey, I love you. You're my favorite artist. I sold your CD for three fifty. <laughs> that was me. It was me. That was me. In the liner notes. <laughs> now you heard a little, uh, you heard a little, uh, there's an air conditioned guy here right now fixing. So his phone went off. So yeah. We'll give him a pass if he, if he, if it works. Yeah. This is, people know how it is. People deliver a pizza. We leave it in. No <laughs> yeah. one cares. All right, we're moving on to the Mona Lisa's sister. This is my favorite. I love this album. And this I is, think this he may have produced this himself or independently or... Let's find out. Let's find out. The Mona Lisa's sister. I'm going to tell you how I heard of this album too. This is produced by Graham Parker and Brinsley Schwartz, and they're now on RCA Records. Yes, this is 88, mm-hmm. and this is like three years after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he just he doesn't give a damn. He's like, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own thing, and you know, if people don't buy it, people yep. don't buy it. And he went all out on this one. And this is the one where um, is this, this your favorite? Well, I, it's sentimental too because this is the year I got into him because XRT really played this album. They really played the hell out of it. And Pete Thomas from the Attractions plays on two tracks on this, yeah. which is interesting. So I moved here in '95. There used to be a used CD store right like a block from where we're recording right now. It's called Heavy Rotation. So this came out in 88. I'm in there probably 95, 96. And they're playing this album. The first song I like, the second song I like, third, I'm like, I just walked up, I said, what are you playing? And they're like, oh, it's this old Graham Parker, you know, seven years, old Graham Parker album called The Mona Lisa Sister. I'm like, is that in here anywhere? Oh yeah, it's probably a couple over there. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's a great album. It's great. I actually brought two songs from this because I love okay. it. Okay. So um, I'll go first. That way it'll okay, be me, you, and then me. Okay, my song is OK Hieronymus. Oh, yeah. This is Love it.
I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but I love the song. You can Google things now. I know. can. I should. <laughs> I uh, yeah. This was uh, this was the album where I was like had a problem. Obviously, I couldn't pick one, so I picked two. But I, it was really hard to narrow down even what the two were going to be. Yeah, I know. Me too. So what did you pick? I picked one that most people wouldn't think about, but uh, every time I hear it, I think, for some reason, I think Melissa Etheridge should re-record it and crush this song. This is Under the Mask of Happiness. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the dirt's lying under the carpet. Swallowed a drink and then checked the heartbeat. Isn't that a great song? Love it. And then uh, my next one from the Mona Lisa sister is Blue Highways. Oh, I played this on this show before. Yeah, I played this before too. <laughs> right, Carrie Scott? Left home. The kids got a kid out of home. Don't knock that door. Don't knock it. Nobody's home. The mystery sign. Turn up and follow. Here's how good this album is. Neither one of us picked one of the two singles. Which were? Which were Don't Let It Break You Down, which went to number 27 on the U.S. modern rock charts. Modern rock. Modern rock. So that may be, well, if we're going to count that. Yeah. And then uh, Get Started, comma, Start yeah, a Fire. Start a Fire. That's, yeah. that's a great song. It's a great They're song. They're both great. They're both great songs. Yeah. So, so this is a good one. I say this one, Squeezing Out Sparks, and maybe one of the first two. Maybe Howlin' Wind. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. That's a nice wanna, little primer. Or get yeah. the big compilation, Rhino compilation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one's so good. All right. Now you picked a song. I didn't pick a song off the live album, but I know you love Live I like Alone this, uh, in America. Yeah. Live Alone in America. I just, you know, he's, he's just a great performer with just him solo. And mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, the songs kind of hold up. And this is just one that I got off a compilation. Uh, it was Greatest Hits, I think, 81 to 91. Yeah. Uh, this is called Soul Corruption. It's very political, but... You know. Greatest hits and quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Soul Corruption. <laughs> Soul Corruption yeah. From the bottom to the top Yeah From the top, 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 top To the bottom Yeah Right down deep uh-huh. They say that we live in the nuclear future But you feel like you're stuck in the past in the sewer Yeah You think you know, that's a little reggae stuff you look at his earlier albums too there's always like one or two like a reggae 
thing that you know he was into that too yeah at the same time like the clash was and like a lot of people in london were at the time he does it okay though i don't mind when he does it you know sometimes you're like you know rio speedwagon does it forget it (laughs) you played that before oh it's so bad (laughs) let's take our one of our top three biggest hits and do a reggae version keep on loving you that was awful i would play it but i don't think i have it on here no i don't know i don't have the stomach for it it's too hot in here to let me see if i have it on here (laughs) oh no Oh, it says I have 58 REO Speedwagon songs oh, in here. Oh, I've got to have it in here. Hey, I see the uh, the temperature, the thermostat's lit up. Nice. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. I don't feel anything yet. It'll come. It started. Remove. Ooh. Terrific. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. Thank you. You want me to show you? It's a new thermostat. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can show me. It's very simple. For recording this, uh, so, Pat is looking at the thermostat Jonathan's walking him through it that's where he's putting it at we're going with 77 degrees folks I don't know what that is in uh, centigrade uh, for you people overseas. It's 85 in here right now. So is it 87? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 77 is going to be like an Alaskan cruise oh, that you take. man, I'm going to be freezing. <laughs> uh, where is that? Uh, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? Where is it? Oh, here we go. Are we, oh, don't play that, are you? No, you know what? I don't have it. Oh, I don't, thank I don't God. have that version. That's terrible. Everyone should have that version. <laughs> reggae version. All right, uh, let's move on to me. I don't have one from that live album, but let's no, go to, okay. the, uh, to the to We album usually don't called... do live albums, so yeah, we're they moving like on to the studio one. We're going to go to uh, Human Soul. 19 or 89. 89, we're closing out the 80s. Closing out the 80s. This song is called Dancing for Money. for money yeah i don't go back to this album that much but it does have one of my favorite songs of his are you gonna play that one this is the one up this is uh my love strong it's a he just got married i think that's a lot of it love songs start right. coming in and family hey, stuff girl, don't you cry. my love beats adversity baby eat to life Good tune. It's great. Yeah, I don't listen to this one much either. Uh, yeah. That's that song. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good song. There's uh, there's solid uh, two or three song, two, three, on every four songs on every album. Yeah. And some albums are strong throughout. Yeah. Can't break that guy. Can't get him, can't get him a deal. No. 
who produced this one? I didn't even look. That's how much, that's how much, uh, it might not even know. This not even a listing <laughs> on, uh, not, not a link you can click on. Oh, really? On, uh, on Wikipedia. Oh. You can, this, the, the next album is the last one you can click on a link. This is um, Struck by Lightning from 1991. Yeah. It's on Denon Records. You know, the very popular Denon. <laughs> D-E, spell that? D-E-N-O-N. Oh, Denon? Nope, D-non? nope, nope, nope. Demon Records. Demon, yeah. What about That's you? the old eyes talking. <laughs> uh, produced by Graham Parker, obviously. You can't hire a producer. You wearing Invisalign glasses now? <laughs> Those would be contact. Oh, okay. Lenses. Is that what they are? Those would be no. I do wear readers, but not when I do. I, I can still see this. <laughs> at least I thought I could. I don't want to. De- I don't want to be dependent on the readers. If I'm reading a book, I got to wear them. No, I get it. Or you know, but th- this I can see. This is a. You know, I know, but I, you notice I'm holding my page just way, far enough far out. Away. You have readers. Oh yeah. Prescription readers? No, no. Total get, Rite Aid specials. Get prescription readers because my uh, optometrist said that um, both eyes are different and um, over-the-counter will mess you up. Oh, really? Don't make your eyes I'm worse. I'm getting messed up? Yeah. You're getting oh. fucked up. Oh, man. You're getting wasted with You're those getting glasses. getting wasted. <laughs> it's making me all goofy-eyed. Okay. Struck by lightning. You're up. Okay. This says... Uh, hey, thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan. Thanks for the cool air, man. Keep it cool, buddy. All right. How many people say that to him a day? First of all, that guy knew we were fucking recording. And yeah. he yelled goodbye as he left. <laughs> Is that because I didn't tip him or offer him a water or anything? <laughs> we're in the middle of a thing right now. Hey, he's going to overcharge you. Don't worry about it. He's not going to charge me. This is all landlord money. Yeah, darn right it is. That's why our, you rent. Our rent goes up three grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. By the way, Patreon money goes to the rent. So thank you, Patreon people. And anyone who's not, $2 a month. Come on. Can I get on my high horse? Yes, 50, go 50 ahead. 50 cents a week. Sell, man, sell. 50 cents a week. Look how hard we're working here. We're sweating our balls off. Are you Trying to put me? together a show. 17 edits in this episode because <laughs> of uh, all the stop downs. And, uh, I had to go move my car. I almost got tickets. a ticket. Jonathan won't shut up. I mean, this is um, <laughs> it's a mess. It's a lot of work. People don't, uh, people just think when we sit down here and talk, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, they get the tip of the iceberg. They yeah. don't see all the stuff yeah, under the, the water. Production and we pay, we pay to be on uh, websites and all the stuff. Yeah, your marriage suffers. They don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Literally, the lowest tier is, is two bucks. There's actually a dollar tier. Don't do that. You don't, that gets you nothing. But the two dollar yeah. tier, you can win some fucking prizes. Yeah, eight I've, quarters. I have great prizes coming up. I have Randy Bachman Blu-rays. I got Foreigner Blu-rays. Maybe these aren't great prizes. No, I have... Um, That's a load of wash in the, uh, in the laundromat. I'm telling you, I don't want to be that guy, but they maybe don't have your coffee this week. <laughs> Literally, it's 50 cents a week. 50, you can find that in your couch. Yeah, you and I do steal, sometimes. steal that from your kid's bank. <laughs> Seriously. I'm telling you, you could go, if you work in an office... Every week, you could walk around and ask someone if they would lend you 50 cents. You could do that. You could do that once a week before you've tapped out everyone in there, and then you could get back in on it. And, and they would go, shows. didn't I lend you 50 cents two months ago? You did, but if, do you have it? I just need it for the meter. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, that's our pledge drive. Patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Okay, here we go, Mike. You got... Uh, uh, this this uh, verse, uh, if it's queued up like uh, I had It is queued up correctly. Um, it uh, sums up my life in so many ways. It's about travel. It's about minimalism. And it's got one of my favorite quotes in music. So uh, go ahead. This is from uh, Struck by Lightning. This is a brand new book. A brand new book. I travel far and I 
what happened what happened As that song's playing uh jonathan the air conditioner guy walks back in and i see you because he my back's to the door you motion to him and i turn around and he's talking oh. yeah he's talking i just gave him a oh, we got our headphones on i just gave him yeah we're cranking music i just gave him a thumbs up <laughs> and he could, he i don't know he could he could say don't turn that uh lower than 60 or the <laughs> building will blow up i i don't right. know i don't i just gave him a thumbs up thank you thank, thank you, you sir yeah we're listening to music yeah on your bike buddy Get moving. Does <laughs> he still want a tip? Is that why he's coming back Maybe. in here? Hey, in case you guys forgot, I'm still here, and uh, I do take tips. I don't even tip the guy. The, the oh. gardener, I give him water. <laughs> what am I going to do? But that lyric was great. It, it was, was uh, great. yeah, I got more than most people have, yeah. a little less than a few, but mm-hmm. you can measure these things by weight. They either drag you down or they lift you. Come on! Yeah, you can't That's take great! Graham Parker! can't take it with you. Oh. Have fun with it. I love the, and it opens with a great line. It was... Uh, I once read the story of someone's life. I had a few moments to spare. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> I just read the story of your life. I have a few moments. Just, ooh, that hurts. Did you? Which book? Did you start the Paul Simon book or the John? Fogarty I haven't. Book? I haven't started either yet. All right. All right. Oh, those will. Those will take. Uh, I got six weeks on a cruise coming okay, up. So. Take them with you. All right. Uh, my song from Struck by Lightning is "They Murdered the Clown." Oh, this is this is fun. Yeah. Pasty and down, dying as he wants to get out of town. The lions and the tigers are not at his feet, but the lion tamers whip her much more than their teeth. The Giovanni's sisters performed in a sweat. Someone cut holes in the safety net. The Rizzo brothers canceled at the last minute, but no one missed their act. There wasn't much in it. After the show that night. I love that song. Yeah, that's great. They wiped that grin right off his face. <laughs> love it. Oh. So this is about the. So now we're up. That was '91. Yeah, and, and I have I think, no info on any of these albums now. Yeah, and I think I should have brought them with me. Maybe his. Uh, that might have been the end of that record contract as well. And I think now for the next one, a '92, he's on maybe Atlantic. Maybe you, he's been on all of them. And uh, this is burning and, questions. And this one didn't do anything, and that was it. <laughs> I, it was done. He was done. Yeah, um, with major labels, I think he's not done with us. We still got no. a couple more albums, but uh, okay. now he's into his forties. It's the nineties, and uh, they've moved on. You know, the big. How many more times can you? Like, how many ch- chances can you get? Like to, the the diehard fans are still excited when an album comes right. out. It's like Mar- you know, it's kind of like Marshall Crenshaw. Yeah, and yet Marshall Crenshaw. They are similar in that way. Yeah, but like Marshall Crenshaw, he was. He looked, he looked like a cool kind of a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little spiky hair, a little flat top. You know. He had more of an Elvis Costello look. 
Yeah, I mean now he wears like a he wears like a pork pie hat. Is that what you call him? And but in a little goatee. Still but I looks... remember playing Marshall Crenshaw on college radio in the eighties. Yeah, I didn't play Graham Parker. No, so it was your fault. It was me. You could have got that. But there were college crap. there were certain colleges that did, but. We were heavy into, uh, you know, I had my REM. I guess we played more American bands, and so. independent bands then. Well, we probably still do. Crenshaw's but. from America. Yeah, that's what I mean. You have a good haircut right now. <laughs> is, uh, is this in, did they do this on the set of your commercial? No. That's a good haircut. No. Is it, do you go to the same person? Did I go to the same person? Do you go to the same person all the time to get your haircut? I go to this guy, Sam. He's fantastic. <laughs> I love that joke. It's right in his name. Right in the name. <laughs> this guy's fantastic. See, the place I go, they do, it's super. They oh, do, do they cut they there? They do super, yeah. Their, oh, cuts are, that's their cuts are super. Yeah. No, I actually started to go... 18 bucks right there you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, but you have a good head of hair. They can't well, mess that up. Well, it's it's getting harder to harder maintain. To maintain. What do you mean? Maintain. Oh, yeah. What do you mean maintain? Oh, the uh, the uh, sunblock's going up a little higher up on the forehead no, these not, days. That's not much higher. <laughs> All right, burning questions. Mike, you have a song called? Uh, this is Release Me. I believe this is the opening song. On the... I can still hear you twang, may have been the single. Again, fine, Sounds and you'll good. find like two or three songs on every album sure. that are that are great. Yeah, like this one. I'm going to go with uh, "Too Many Knots to Untangle." I don't understand telepathy, but I am thinking of you. I'm gonna get my feelings across the gulf that divides me and you. It's when the doors get locked and the windows are shuttered, the oaths get broken and the curses are muttered. I think we played two good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Again, and and it did nothing, and that's when the record company went, okay, we're out. We're out. And then we move on to like three years later. Twelve haunted episodes. episodes. I have a... I I I had nothing from this. I I, had to go dig deep. I have a gap in my CD collection. I don't even have this album. No, it was... uh, It might have been independent or very small label. Yeah. And it's really stripped down. It's very like personal and so really I don't even kind of have mel- it's like his Nebraska album. Yeah. So but it's is, all about marriage and kids and mostly. And you, this is family. Pollinate. That's what I yeah. You picked that one too? No, I don't even have this album. I'm only put, Oh really? I yeah, I had to dig out on out. YouTube. I, found I had to it. buy this song on, on <laughs> Amazon.com. Okay. This is uh, Pollinate. This is one of the more upbeat ones. I would never pull it from YouTube. That's stealing. I oh I'm sorry. The yeah. guy's gonna get uh, the guy three, needs money. Actually. Three cents in 2020. <laughs> Here we go, pollinate. I can feel it in the air. I can smell you everywhere. I don't know if you're receptive. So I will play the love detective. Cause when the bees buzz and the apple blossom, they don't think about their fate. Wake up now, don't hibernate. The birds are singing on the Come on, baby, don't berate me. 
13 years after Nebraska. Yeah. Right. But it's all like, I mean, it's all really stripped down. It's, it has all the marks of like make, made in your home studio. Yeah, that, that, guy, kind of that guy ripped me off. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the more upbeat ones. I mean, they're more, you know, it's a lot of love songs and <laughs> yeah, that's a good stuff one. about his daughter and stuff like that. It's, it's not bad, but so the, uh, it's not going to wake up the party. No. <laughs> the last, I see this next album, Acid Bubblegum. This is released on Razor and Tie. I remember that. Yes. And I remember this was like, uh, this got good I want to say I saw this. I saw him yeah. at the bottom line in New York uh, during promoting this. Well, if you want to say it, just say it. I, I, well, it must have been because I was living there in 96, and that's when this came out. So, And he was playing the bottom line, which is, it's a nightclub. I mean, he's not playing a theater. No. No. And Mark no. Maron was at that show. Wow. I remember that. Did you know Mark Maron then? No. Oh, I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him personally, but I remember... He was, did you know him because of some asshole thing he did? Yeah. Well, people were yelling out um, songs, you know, it's a nightclub. Yeah. And somebody yelled, three martini lunch, which I played on this. Yes. <laughs> and I looked over and it was Mark Merritt. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, okay, we both like the same song. So you got, and you're both funny. Yeah. Well. Well, one of you. <laughs> yeah. You're, but, getting, you're getting there, though. Yeah. Hey, you're special. Talk about it before, before I forget. Okay, yes, it's on Dry Bar Comedy. It's very expensive. Angel. How, much, how much to watch that? It's a that? dollar. It's a dollar. Look, Four it, quarters. You can find that in your <laughs> car, in the cushions of your couch. I can't get $2 a Francis. month. I can't imagine that they're going to buy this yeah, for a dollar. Yeah, go rent it. It's on uh, drybarcomedy.com or VidAngel is the production company. It's out there. I haven't watched my it yet. YouTube, it's on I my keep, Facebook page. I keep forgetting to watch it. And Mike it's Schmidt, a dollar. Mike Schmidt told me it is amazing. Oh, that's nice of him to say. He said, dude... Dude, Siegel's a good comic. <laughs> Did I he? go, is he? That's nice. No, no, he said, he said, really great. Oh, thanks. He and he, I, we weren't, we weren't I'll talking about you. He, he yeah. came, just he. He just wrote me a nice. Up. He wrote, he wrote me some nice uh, messages. So that was really nice. Yeah. Of him to, so he's he's a. He fan. did sit through it. <laughs> it's thirty five. It's like thirty five minutes. It's great. It's, it's clean. It's, it's family I, I was friendly. Just say it's great. I haven't seen it. It's yeah. great. It's go family see it. friendly, and uh, it's called Have Jokes Will Travel. I'm gonna watch. And it's it. on there amongst all the other uh, specials out there. So. Yeah, but Thanks it's for yours. bringing it up. But it's so, yours. Yeah. And, uh, you know. What's maybe, it called again? And it's, it's called Have Jokes, Will Travel. Did you get to pick that name yourself? I did. It's pretty good. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's kind you, of an old reference. I'm yeah, going to know how but, old we. Yeah, well, if people don't know it's an old, if kids don't know it's an old reference, then they'll be like, that's a pretty good title. Yeah. I was really going to go with uh, Passport Protected because I know those travel stuff on it. Passport Protected. And uh, somebody else had Password Protected, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's too close. Yeah, that's too it close. is too close. So, there you go. Why didn't you call it TSA PreCheck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. This is Acid Bubblegum. I'll play mine, then you play yours, and then I've got the play out, and we'll talk a little bit. We'll promote, okay. and then we'll go. Uh, then I'll go lose uh, upwards of forty dollars at cards. This was his response a, a year later to the Mellow album. He's like, ah, "Let me see if we can rock it up again one more time." And so it's, it's you know it's a little more yeah. aggressive, and it's, it's a cool album. It's cover a little too. band, yeah. All right, I'm going to play a song called, again, this is Acid Bubblegum, 1996. This is Sharpening Axes. Again, Sharpening Axes. There we go. <laughs> I'm not selling molasses. I'm not pushing tea. I don't appeal to the masses. i 
Yes. The guy can write a song. Yep. He can. I don't know. You know, who, who knows what he means when he says sharpening axes. Maybe that means I'm going to continue to record albums and continue to tour. And by the way, I wanted to say the show we saw was at the Roxy. Yeah. Who else was on that show? Lindsey Buckingham opened. Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams, Lindsey Buckingham, and then uh, Graham Parker and The Rumor. And The Rumor. It was The Rumor. And Judd was there. It was the year they were promoting the uh, the movie. Yeah. And I think David Wilde was there too, but we didn't I see I wouldn't him. doubt it. I wouldn't doubt now, it. Yeah. It's at The Roxy. The Roxy is... Intimate. How many, is, how many does that hold? Oh, God. Maybe 300, yeah. 200? I had to tiptoe it to see. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was all standing only. Yeah. A lot of tall dudes like uh, Graham Parker. Yeah, and Grant Parker's like five, five, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that doesn't help. No. Because <laughs> the stage is elevated, but not really elevated. Hey, hey you know who uh, didn't stand up even? Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams sitting in a prick. chair. You yes. Yeah. We can't see you, I can't you even, pretentious asshole. I can't even remember. Lindsey Buckingham only played like four songs. Yeah, I he think. didn't play that much. And then right out of there. Yep. And deep bow. Deep, <laughs> deep, deep bow. Deep bow the whole way? Of course. Did, did arms go out? <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. Did did his hair touch the it floor? It was theatrical. It was overly pretentious. It was. But now man, remember, he can play that guitar. He's not feeling good right now. He can so play that guitar, that. though. Play the hell out of it. Yeah. wonder if he'll be able to sing after all this stuff happens. I don't know. I don't know either. He'll still be able to play. Will he still be able to piss off Stevie Nicks? Probably could. Probably could, yeah. <laughs> Probably if could. If he's got the energy. He can write stuff down and hold it up. When <laughs> as I, long as there's strength in his bones, he he's going to piss, piss off. off. <laughs> uh, okay, this is your last song from Acid Bubblegum. Uh, Acid Bubblegum. This is Bubblegum Cancer. It kind of rocks it up here. All right. That could have been on an yep. earlier album, yep. like from the 70s. Yep. Now, I told you that I was hoping that we could get this done in 90 minutes. I'm going to tell you, it's one hour and 38 minutes. And I believe with the edits, because I just let it keep running. And I we ran this, out, and yep, I yep. ran out. And, we, and it, we, you know, there's a little recording at the beginning. I bet we're going to get it down to, this is going to be 90 minutes. I think so. I think that's a nice My shows way, are tight. Uh, that's a nice way to introduce people to Graham Parker. I, I think. think so. And 90 uh, minutes. If it, Look up there. I mean, there's a, there's so much stuff out there, and you know, get into it. Yeah, Check and it see out. him if he comes to your town. He's still out there. Yeah, you know, he's still got to make a buck. He needs some money. Yeah, and I think he knows where he's at in this life. And like you know, him and him gotta have some acceptance. I think him and Marshall Crenshaw should, should tour together. They live kind of near near each other. I think he's. I think Grant Parker's still in upstate New York, and we know Marshall Crenshaw lives up there. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's do some promoting. Mike, you are at funnymike.com and uh, traveltalespodcast.com and traveltalespod on Twitter and traveltalespodcast on Instagram and funnymike on Twitter. Why couldn't you brand that? Why couldn't you get it all the same? All three of those things. The uh, same. Travel Tales Podcast doesn't fit on no, Twitter. Yeah, we're Rock Solid Show. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we should have been Rock Solid Pod. I don't know. That's not it, bad. Yeah. Oh, well. Podcast didn't fit. 
episodes. They'll find you. If people want to find you, they'll find you. We're at Rock Solid Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle isn't Kyle Dotson funny. Uh, Kyle will be here in a couple of beginning of August. I'm going to try to record one or two shows with him while he's here. I am doing a stand-up uh, dates back in Chicago in October. Where 14th, 15th. Z- Zanies? Yes. 14th, 15th. Uh, my birthday, the 14th. Uh, 14th, 15th, Monday and Tuesday, I'll be downtown Zanies. And then that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 17th through the 19th, I'll be in St. Charles. Zanies in St. Charles. Do you want listeners of your podcast and this podcast to come up and say hi after the show? Do you like sure, that? Sure. Why not? What if you bombed? Then I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to know. <laughs> all right. So I'd like you all to stay if, off social media. If you, uh, if you sense that the crowd wasn't into Mike the night you're there, yeah. maybe you don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I like, uh, met so many great, uh, people through this show. It's really fun. Josh Fitzgerald's going to be, uh, back in August. We're going to record a couple shows. We're going to do Elton John in the seventies and Mike. Oh, gonna, that'll be fun. And we're going to do a show that you can stay away from. Yes. In the seventies. No. In the 2019s. <laughs> Still working to get John Anderson on here, folks. I have not gotten the no yet. Does he live here? Yeah. He lives in Santa Barbara. I said, I'll go up to his house. Oh. Nice. Uh, supposed to have Sherry Curry on here from The Runaways. Supposed to have Mike Peters from The Alarm on. Yeah. You're putting it out there. You're putting it out in the universe, and Fingers maybe it'll crossed. happen. Well, I've, I've had it back and forth, so we'll see what happens. Well, you don't want to miss John Anderson's house uh, at the roundabout. <laughs> oh, look what I did there. Come on now. Very nice. Very nice. All right. I guess that's all the promoting. Also, I want to say, you know, I was making fun of the Patreon I totally appreciate everyone who does support the show through Patreon. And look, I know that some people d- d- can't do it or don't want to or whatever. You're, this podcast is free and it's out there. And all the episodes can be found on art19.com. All the episodes can still be found on iTunes. Is there, is there, like, a, is there like a number where iTunes then doesn't put Cuts them, you off? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't or seem, by age, you mean? Maybe there'll be like a 10-year-old <laughs> episode or something? I don't know. I mean, this, we, we're in our ninth season right now, and there's you know, 422 episodes up. I, I, I guess they just keep them all up there, yeah. right? Yeah, endless memory. Let's find out what's going to happen when it goes to uh, when the new service comes in in September. What's happening? They're going to split. iTunes is going to be split up between your podcasts, your music, and your movies. It's going to be three separate things. So I don't know what that'll mean for... So it's going to make all our phones and computers obsolete and we'll have to buy new ones? Yeah, I don't know what that's going to do. I know, but we'll see. And we're going to change the plug size just a little bit Mm, so everything you have doesn't fit anymore. And you'll only have to buy our headphones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... when. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But okay, we're going to (laughs) close it out with uh, a song that was on MTV and one of his more well-known songs from Squeezing Out Sparks. Mike, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And this is Local Girls. Don't bother with them. Don't bother with them. They don't bother me. Nope.